everybody, and welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas. And I'm Broke Rider Dave. Well, uh, we did it. Uh, we got the first episode out there to the masses, uh, so now we can start hitting our stride. Um, thank you to all of those who listened to the first pilot episode on the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, hopefully you'll stick around with us and nerd out over some horror movies each week. Um, as always, any feedback is much appreciated. Do not be afraid to tell us how much we suck. Any feedback is uh, good feedback. Yeah, we are still getting the hang of this, so... Uh... We will take any criticisms or uh, comments we can, and uh, we are big boys. Yeah, <laughs> we just want to make this uh, podcast as good as we can make it, and have fun doing it. But anyway, on to this week's movie, The Terrifier. So, this movie came out in 2016, but for some reason, I remember it coming out like 2019 or something like that. It's a 2016 slasher movie, The Terrifier. Uh, I chose it because I had recently seen somebody post about it on Facebook, and I've seen it get a, a couple of uh, mentions on Facebook, and I'd seen it a couple years ago, but I figured, oh, why not? Killer clowns, you know, fun stuff. Um, this is the second movie by Damien Leone, featuring the psycho killer Art the Clown, uh, the first movie being All Hallows' Eve. Uh, oh, so- I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so I was about to say, so why are we reviewing this one and not All Hallows' Eve? Because uh, 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 I didn't know it was a sequel. So, whoops, what are you going to do? And there's a third one coming out, I believe. Yeah, I saw that too. I think and, it's coming uh, out this over. year. Yeah. So, um, just a quick summary for those of you who haven't seen this movie. Uh, nothing too complicated. I imagine you can watch this without seeing the first one and kind of follow it along. It's not at all complicated. Uh, it's a murderous clown chases two girls one night and kills anybody who comes in contact with him in brutal fashion. Uh, spoiler alert, he kills the two girls, uh, main girls, about halfway through the rest of the movie is Art killing anyone else who um, happens to be getting in his way and chasing down the sister of the uh, one of the first two girls. I think her name is Victoria. No, Vicky. Um, uh, Victoria's... Uh... It's Soul Dawn. Survivors. Dawn is was the blonde girl. Dawn was the blonde girl, and, and then uh, Tara was the uh, brunette. Yes, that and, were the original two girls. Yeah, and Vicky, being a good Samaritan and all around good sister, comes to help them uh, when their car breaks down and just happens upon all of this murder. That's what you get for being a good person. Yeah, so the movie kind of starts uh, one year after all the fact with a interview with uh, Vicky, who you don't really know. Is um, Vicky at the moment? Because I missed the part where they jumped. Yes, back it, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get into uh, to that a little bit. But um, if if they want to watch the movie, they can watch the movie. Just the uh, you know that was just the brief recap. Um, but what were your initial thoughts on this movie? Just in general. Uh, really, really, really gory. Art the Clown, for someone who doesn't speak, is actually really creepy. Mm-hmm. Just the way he conveys all his emotions through his face and body actions. I forgot, because I saw this about two years ago. I forgot how low budget this movie was. This movie was made for about $100,000. But 
I kind of love it about that. It, it kind of had that feel of a movie that if you've ever been to a horror convention, they have screenings of people trying to get their movies off the ground. It felt like one of the movies that you would see getting a screening at one of those horror cons. Um, yeah. So because of that, there's also all of the all of the uh, effects in this are completely prosthetics and and yeah. uh, and uh, no CG in this movie. It's just prosthetics and uh, sword. I'm looking for uh, practical effects. That's yeah. Word. Practical effects and. I'm a sucker for practical effects, so I'll, I will forego any kind of plot if the prosthetics and the practical effects looks halfway decent. And they do. It, it definitely felt like somebody's passion project, which yeah. you can't really, you know, fault somebody for not having a big budget. I kind of love it. Yeah, but definitely did have a lack of plot. I mean, it's a, it's a slasher movie. I mean, it's like you get... Just go into a note. It's a typical slasher movie people are getting chased by a psycho killer clown yeah. you don't really need to have much of a plot it's a psycho killer clown usually in slasher movies so you get a little bit of backstory on you know the killer maybe well, we probably would have if we one. saw all, maybe all hell of z will be at some yeah, point during the future so yeah because there's like no backstory on Arthur clown on why he's doing what he's doing he's just murdering everybody now let me ask you a quick question because this is a gory movie yeah, and it definitely relies a lot heavily on the gore. Now, it, it feels weird for a horror fan to ask, like, you know, what do you think about gore? But there are there are horror fans out there who just like gore turns them off, and they can't enjoy a movie. And a lot of people have said that gore is just a cheap way to like not put a plot in, or just a cheap gimmick. What, what do you think about that? Because this is overly gory, or heavily on the gore aspect. It relies heavily on gore, which I'm kind of a big fan of. I think it's just kind of, with the horror movies I grew up with, where it all had decent smell and gore, so it's never been anything that turned me off. Like, what would you say, like, when people say that it's just used as a cheap gimmick to, like, not have a, a plot in your movie, which... This might not be the best uh, argument for it because this has no real plot. Yeah, but this... just in general, in terms of its place in movies, I mean, sometimes uh, that's. I feel like there are some movies that are definitely like that where they just you know bunch of kills and they don't have any really story to go along with it, mm. which I feel like the Terrifier is. Maybe if we want to watch the first one, we could have got a little bit more story, but um. But there are some movies with a lot of gore that have decent stories. So, you know, it's not just like a one-size-fit-all thing. It's case-by-case scenario. Yeah, Gore never turns me off. If, if anything, I, wa- I like watching to see... All right, how did they, like, shoot this? Like, you know, you, know, yeah. you got squibs and you got prosthetics and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like the idea of... Uh, a props designer spending hours figuring, all right, how am I going to make this look as realistic as possible to make people feel as uncomfortable as possible? Exactly. Um, That's somebody's paycheck right there. Yeah. Then sometimes they make it look really good. Like uh, a lot of scenes in this were actually really done really well. Which I imagine we'll get into when we talk about the kill of the movie. One in particular, I'm sure. 
Um, it's going to be a hard one this week. There are a couple of really good ones. There was actually, like, when I saw, saw that there were only two, like, uh, chicks running around, I was like, are there only going to be two kills in this movie? And then I and then I forgot, oh, there's plenty of other side people who get axed off. Yeah. All right, but um, next thing I wanted to talk about was um, clowns. Clowns in general. Scary or not scary? Put that out there. Scary or not? Say creepy. I'm asking. Creepy? Yeah. yeah, creepy. I've always been a little bit creeped out by clowns. And I feel like when there's a clown in a movie, it adds a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Except for uh, Pennywise. I never thought he was that scary of a antagonist. To me, clown. When I think clowns, clowns are either hilariously depressing or trying to sell me a happy meal. I never really found them scary. Well, but weirdly, Art the Clown, I find hilarious, which is what a clown is supposed to be. Ironically, that I don't find him scary. Well, I find the idea because he doesn't do anything that like a uh, just a crazed a crazed maniac on bath salts couldn't do but as a clown i found him kind of hilarious which is what a clown is supposed to do so yeah there were some moments that were actually pretty funny for him just you know which pays compliments to the actors because he didn't have any lines at all it was all just Actions and facial expressions. At the very beginning of the movie, it was, hey, uh, we want you to be as creepy as possible without saying anything, like, and and creepy as in, like, uh, you're alone in a pizza parlor. We want you to take the table that is right across from the main people and just stare at them like a crazy person would. Don't say, just smile at them. Uh, You don't have to say anything. And then... Remember that you're a clown and just start being a weird clown. And yeah. I don't know. I, I got more laughs than I got, uh, like, scares out of them. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that year. What was it, 2016, 2017, when everyone was seeing, like, just random creepy clowns standing around? You'd catch them a lot on the uh, on the doorbell cameras that people would yeah. have. Or just randomly sitting at the side of the highways. I mean, it definitely seemed like a movement at some point, but I mean, that's died off. But I don't know. I don't know if if Art the Clown uh, was like this in the first movie. Again, I have to. I might just have to watch the first one on my own. Yeah. Because I'm kind of fascinated with him. Me too. Like, I feel like. This definitely could become like a franchise. Well, I mean, it kind like, of is. I mean, yeah. it, it's an anthology. It has three movies, so. Oh well, the third one, yeah, coming out. Um, so all right. Now you mentioned Pennywise earlier, and he's obviously yeah. the granddaddy of clowns, yeah. of killer clowns in, in in horror movies. But you also have, you know, like killer clowns from outer space. Uh, you got the American that Horror Story. Oh, I hear that clown in uh, American Horror Story, though. So, but I was also thinking, I had asked a question not too long ago um, on Facebook. I put forth the question, so, like, what gives, like, a, a movie, horror movie, 
icon, like staying power? Because we all know Michael Myers. We all know it. Tim Curry's it. Yeah. Now, I don't think that the Terrifier is because because I, you know, I didn't even know that this was a sequel. I don't I don't know how much staying power Art the Clown has. I mean, I definitely remember. All right. Well, I already said spoiler. All right. A uh, little bit less than halfway through the movie, we get uh, the the scene that that uh, sticks with me more than anything in the movie, and that's um, is her name um, Dawn. Dawn's the blonde, right? Yeah, Dawn's the blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about movie deaths here. Dawn gets captured by uh, Art the Clown and gets strung upside down in his little murder garage or whatever. She's upside down, but naked, and he takes a handsaw, not a chainsaw, just a regular handsaw, and just proceeds to cut her down the middle. She's hanging upside down, cuts her down the middle, basically groin first. And... That that uh, that's the scene that I most remember from when I uh, thought about the Terrifier movie. That was the scene that reminded yeah. me. Oh, that movie, Terrifier, the upside down lady getting chopped in half, growing first scene. Yep, that's something that'll stick with you. But uh, back to your question about staying power. I mean, oh, the, the reason why I brought that up was because I remembered the kill way more than I remembered like art. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into like. Uh, like a kill, you know, franchise of staying power. Like if you look at Halloween back in the seventies, the he didn't have that much competition in like the slasher genre. And then also with the work of like Jamie Lee Curtis's Final Girl, mm-hmm. made that more compelling, which kind of turned it into a classic, which led to the franchise. And then you look at uh. Friday the 13th, uh, just kind of the whole storyline of who Jason was having that, like, kind of background story on him mm. got people interested. And, uh, it, I think that one came out in, like, 91. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who were adults and saw it were kids when, uh, John Wayne Gacy was, you know, going around killing people as a clown. So it kind of brought them back to their childhood, and they could kind of uh, relate with the kids in uh, in part one. Well, if I'm not mistaken, before all the sequels of Halloween, we we just thought that Michael Myers was just a killer, just killing because he was crazy. Uh, If we were just to go by the first movie. Yeah. Before we knew anything about... uh, the cult resurrecting him before we knew anything about his sister before we knew anything about that we just thought he was a crazy person who just broke out of an insane asylum and just started killing people yeah so essentially that's what art the clown is too he's just some right we not don't get any real reason he's just out there killing people yeah so i'll put it i'll put it out like this if Halloween didn't exist, or if the Terrifier came out, like, before Halloween... Yeah, I feel like the Terrifier came out at the wrong time. Because you gotta think, when All Hallows Eve came out, I think I saw it came out in, like, 2012. 
and the Terrifier in 2016, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Slasher movies were kind of in that time frame down, and more and more people were going to see, you know, paranormal type horror movies. So I think that kind of reflects on how this one doesn't get as much popularity as it probably should be. You think? You think? Just a little time frame it came out, yeah. You think of the, the the time of the slasher movie has passed? I mean, we had Fear Street last week, but I mean, just in general as a as a popular thing, you think you think the the era of like slashers is behind us and we're like moved on to something else now i think it has like peaks and valleys and right now we're heading up towards a peak with uh you know you got halloween coming out uh they're rebooting Candyman is coming out isn't it Candyman's coming out in a few weeks and then you got halloween i guess it is making a resurgence i guess people are yeah, uh, uh, trying Nightmare to pay homage Al- to the old yeah old Nightmare on Elm streets coming out uh next year along with uh scream five so i think it's going back up to a peak i think it's i think it's hollywood realizing you know what uh we're running out of ideas <laughs> let's go back to the old formula people like slashers right yeah i think it was like movies like hostile kind of went too far and pushed a lot of people away i like the hostile movies i liked them too but a lot of for a lot of people it was just too much so they, like I said, they started getting into like the paranormal activities, the conjuring type movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll eventually do our own stuff. I'm sure some ghost movies and paranormal movies will. Oh, uh, we'll definitely will. have to get into those. But yeah. I don't know. Though I've never been really creeped out by paranormal stuff. I, I'll enjoy them, but yeah. I've never really been creeped. You know, I'd, I'd never really like the whole conjuring series but anyway yeah. that that's a that's a discussion for I like the uh, sinister cuz I felt like it kind of combined you know paranormal with like a slasher type feel all right yeah all right i mean it's just i i i don't know yeah we'll, uh, it's just uh, when we get there you know nothing that i don't it's not that i don't like them it's just that um i kind of sit there and i'm like i know i'm supposed to be scared right now but <laughs> I'm kind of not. So. I feel like they're too reliant on jump scares. Yeah, well, you know, some of them are. Um, all right, so, all right, so kill of the movie. What's uh, I'll I'll let you go and and tell me yours first. I have a feeling you're gonna go with Don's kill. What? I'd have to go when uh, Tara died because she had a chance to survive. She had the upper hand. But instead mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to get away, she talked shit to Art. Mm-hmm. And he fucking pulled out a gun on her. I wasn't expecting that. Was not expecting him to use a gun at all. Kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, I did kind of like that. I like the idea of a slasher yeah. saying, you know what, screw this. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to cap you real quick. Just chill out right here. I'm going to go get some bullets real quick. Yeah, and then I'll come back for this job. Um, actually, no. Even though the... Um, the the saw scene with Dawn is the one I remember. For the kill of the movie, it actually went to Vicky uh, for me when she killed the interviewer at the very beginning. Yeah, that was so random. Was because yeah. well, at the time we didn't know that that was Vicky. Yeah. Um. So when I see this, like I saw this horribly disfigured woman getting like interviewed, I was like, all right. I, for, I was like, she's talking about a horrible thing that happened. I was like, all right. So is this? something that's to come or is this like a survivor from the first movie right i have the same thought too like uh just the first one so i just so 
just to set the scene, the interviewer interviewed this like horribly disfigured woman who we would later find out is Vicky, and then cut to her in her in her dressing room, just bad mouth talking the interviewee that she just got finished talking about, and just now, I always laugh when people like say things that foreshadow their own deaths whenever people have to like put in shoehorn a phrase and like oh man i'm totally gonna kill you or oh man so-and-so is gonna totally yeah. murder me i'm like oh well I'm, yeah i i, I cringe at, at lines like that just because i'm like yes we get it you're gonna die <laughs> so, but um i mean it, you could totally use that and it work fine if you play with audience expectations but Anybody who ever says like the phrase "so and so is totally going to kill me" or "I'm totally going to murder you" is most certainly going to die. And out of nowhere, you think it's going to be the terrifier that comes out and kills her, but it's the disfigured woman. Vicky jumps out and just gouges this woman's eyes out and just starts laughing hysterically. Yeah. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, or if like the terrifier is like a curse that goes from person to person. Or if it was just to set you up for like, this movie's just gonna be a lot of crazy killing, so just strap in. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, just you know, horribly disfigured woman just laughing after gouging someone's eyes out, <laughs> gouging the eyes of the woman she just bad mouthed her. That uh, goes to Vicky. Not the most yeah. memorable, but uh, you know, I I don't know something about that was a really good kill because. Had nothing to do with anything. It just, no, it's just like, is it going to be a you. setup for the third? I'm crazy now. Yeah. I was a good Samaritan awesome sister, but now I'm a crazy person. Because society views me as a monster, so I'm going to be that monster. But anyway, that in a nutshell was uh, the Terrifier. Um, definitely, you know, definitely a... a tonal shift from Fear Street. I think it was actually a good uh, choice just because you had a big budget uh, slasher gory movie uh, with uh, the Fear Street trilogy being a Netflix uh, original series. Uh, it had, you know, Netflix money to basically help you know, them out with all the help them out with everything. everything so it was good it was interesting to go to a one that's a generic slasher but with a, a much much less less budget yeah. so i would say i'd give this movie probably uh 3.5 out of 5 wasn't the best but you know uh, for its budget it did a really good job with the effects and Acting wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. So the, the acting was just as bad. <laughs> no, no, the acting. What, <laughs> there's a reason why I remember the kills more than anything. Cause there, there were, <laughs> there were scenes where I was like, "You want to do a take two on that? <laughs> you might, maybe you want to re, re talk, re say, say that." Yeah, line, I get that. I think I came in with such low bar expectation for the acting. Like I was expecting like Kim Sleepway type acting. Mm -hmm. And it was better than I thought it was going to be for me. I'd say I'd give it like a 2.53 if I'm in a good mood. Two point, just it's a generic slasher, yeah. but I mean but, but certainly not I mean if if you're not a fan of gore then you're not going to like it, but 
um, for just a generic slasher. You just creepy, look at it, throw you know, something on it. Creepy clown. I'll give it. I'll yeah. give it a two point five three if I'm being nice. Yeah. So that's the terrifier. I believe you're up for this upcoming next week's movie of the week. What you got for us? Uh, next week, uh, we are going to go with the classic Candyman since uh, the new one's going to be coming out. I'm glad that you chose that one because that was going to be my pick. Now I can like now I can have a different pick for my next one. I'm yeah. I might actually go see when is it? Is it coming out? Uh, I think it comes out on the 23rd. On the 23rd of this month. Yeah. What's well? It comes out this month though. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah, we can definitely do that. Oh, I might actually go ahead and watch that uh, the first one, and then go to the movies to see it, and then I might have a little bit of a recap. Okay, uh, I was wrong. It comes out on the twenty seventh. Oh, so I just googled it. Yeah. Oh, but either way, you know, yeah. paying some homage to uh, the Candyman. I'm I'm down with it. Definitely, it's a great movie. I'm excited to go back and watch it. But that will do it for this week's Body Bag Podcast. Again, thank you to anybody and everybody who's listening. And please, tell us what you would like us to react to. Anything uh, anything and everything is on the table. Yes. You can uh, find us at uh, Body Bag Pod on Twitter and then Body Bag Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, YouTube, we are at Body Bag Podcasts. And if you are listening on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. And we are also on... Please, we need the likes and subscribers. Yeah. iHeartRadio and Spotify. And by the time it comes out, we should be on Apple Music. All right. Well, that'll do it. Bye, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.